inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And I am so proud to be in Minneapolis. I'm looking through my window in the studios here in Egan, Minnesota. I'm looking at my producer, John, in there. Got a little reflection coming off the lights. <laughs> you know, um, I love uh, the city of uh, Minneapolis. And uh, this weekend, I had a chance to uh, engage in a battle. Not a bad battle, a good battle. Waging wars. People, it's time to, time to get engaged. Uh, there's a battle going on out there. But there's not just a battle going on out there. There's a battle going on in here. And by in here, I mean inside every single human being. It's a battle zone. And if you're not aware of it, you're losing it. This is why we talk so much about where you're living. Are you in survival? Are you in success? Are you in significance? And if you are, are you a cistern or a conduit? Are you holding on to what everybody's giving you and it never goes anywhere? Are you a Dead Sea leader? Or are you a conduit? Or you are blessed so that you can be a blessing to others? Are you just a squirrel working to get your nut? We call that survival. Success is a little bit beyond that, but always success is still about you. How many followers you have, how much fame you have, what people think of you, how big is your kingdom. But hey, you know, your leftovers, the uh, throw-offs probably feed a few people. Oh, but the highest level is significance. And significance requires other people. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be joined by Hope. No, hope is not a person. Hope is an idea. Hope is a belief. Hope is a commitment. Hope is a mindset. Hope is a realization that no matter what is going on today, uh, that tomorrow can be better. And this past weekend, I took nine individuals through a situational leadership experience that forever changed their lives. Because let's be honest, life at times can be overwhelming, right? I mean, we get pulled in many directions, especially if you're living a significant life, possibly even if you're living the life you call successful, that we can get overwhelmed. We can get pulled in many different directions, and the activity of life can cause us to lose the importance the importance of the passion, the importance of the purpose, the importance of the people in our lives. And on today's radio show, you'll be inspired by the possibility that no matter what is going on in your life today, that tomorrow can be better. And today we're going to be joined by graduates, people who last Thursday walked in to the Embassy Suites by the Mall of America in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And they met a man by the name of Mr. Black. 
And early on, they weren't too impressed with this man named Mr. Black because Mr. Black was putting him in the fire. Mr. Black was getting them ready for the battle. Mr. Black was not willing to accept good enough. And once they realized that, and once they realized that who they are matters and what they're doing has significance and there are people in their life all around them that need them, once they realized that and cleaned up some stuff from their past, now they're ready to do something a little bit different. And you're going to hear from those people. And it's important because you've got to realize that I deal with this creature called man, human. If you're in the computer business, you know computers. I need a producer. And John's in another room over there. I'm looking through a plexiglass window there. Why? Because he knows how to make sure that what I'm saying you can hear. He knows how to make sure he pushes that button and that person button turns that wheel or that dial, flips that switch or th- flips that switch off. So that what I'm saying is broadcast all over the world. See, I couldn't do his job because I don't know radio. I know how to talk in front of a microphone, but I don't know what to do on that side of the microphone to make sure you can hear what I'm saying and I can inspire or bring you hope. See, he's in the radio business, so he knows radio. If I was in the car business, I would know cars. If I was in the computer business, I would know computers. If I was in the roofing business, I would know roofs. Roof, roof. (laughs) Right? But we're all in the people business. And you got to understand people. And people are a three-part creature. You just got to understand this. We're a three-part being. We have a body. It's a machine. We have a mind, a consciousness, a social aspect to us. And then there's our spirit, the the bigger connection to this universe. See, plant life lives on the physical plane. Animal life lives on the physical slash mental plane. But human life, this one race, there's only one race, the human race. I won't grant you that there's more than one race. There can't be a race war. Unless that race is people that were redeemed and people who are not redeemed. I'll give you those two races, God's children and Beelzebub's children. Outside of that, there's one race made up of human beings. And animal life is separated from plant life by the inclusion of the social, mental, conscience. Just as animal life is separated from human life by the inclusion of the spirit. And so if we're in the people business, you gotta know people, right? Because you deal with people. I walked in the studios here in Egan, Minnesota, and I saw a lot of people. And I pressed a lot of flesh with a lot of people. And I hugged a few people, and I talked to a few people. And right now, I'm talking on the radio. And there are people out there listening. And if you right now go to your bathroom mirror, you'll look in the mirror and you'll see a people. And if you have a twinkle in your eye and you meet that special person and you fall in love, you might create another little people. Anybody get it? We're all in the people business. And so if you're in the people business, you got to know how people work. And we're made for battle. Yeah. See... There's conflict all around us. Matter of fact, you go watch movies and you enjoy the conflict. 
A conflict in a story is usually the element that gives direction to the story. Uh, typically, it's composed of two opposing forces, just like life. Establishing a conflict or multiple conflicts creates interest and tension in a story. In life, it creates an environment that can either make us better by learning and growing or make us bitter by playing a victim, feeling attacked, and the need to defend. And so the battles are easy. There are many types of conflict. Man versus man. Conflict of the nature involves characters having opposite desires and interests. It's Biden and Trump. It's the deep state and those of us who love God. Then there's man versus nature. This type of conflict has a protagonist in conflict with the animal or force of nature. You know, the Poseidon adventure, hurricane, earthquake, cool movies like that, right? And then you have man versus society. Boy, is America living this one out, huh? We're becoming a fascist society. One party rule, Democratic rule. The, the media is part of the Democratic Party. Republicans are evil. Republicans should be destroyed. Republicans shouldn't be listened to. You don't see it? That's the definition of fascism. Look it up. It's being brought to you by the deep state Democratic Party. And then you've got the fourth conflict, and that is man versus self. This type of conflict stems from the main character's inner struggle. There's usually a theme of selecting between two options, good and evil, logic or emotion. And ladies and gentlemen, today, we're going to go deep into that battle with two incredible leaders who fought a good fight and are on the other side and going to share with you some hope and some inspiration. Stay tuned, because when you come back, you not only get black, but you get a lot of hope as well. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and man, am I glad to be in the Twin Cities. So glad to be here in in the live studio, looking at my producer, John, and getting ready to bring on some guests from this last weekend's class. You know, how blessed am I? I get to go out and to be a vessel for good people who want more in life. I get to be a conduit, a way, an avenue, a vehicle, a via, if you will, that people can step into. And wherever they're at in life, take it to a whole new level. See, that's what I do. I create an environment where each individual comes into my training, wherever they're at in life. And we're all at different levels. We all have different trauma, different drama. We all have different backgrounds. We've all made different choices that have different consequences. We have family of origin issues that we had nothing to do with, but they basically graft us into who we're becoming. And I provide an environment for those people to go to whatever level they want. Some take advantage and go multiple levels. Some do good enough. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough that Mr. Black doesn't ask him to leave. But man, some people, they realize that this is a divine appointment. And they realize that this is the first day of the rest of their life. And it's time to get busy. And so today you're going to hear from two of those people because uh, great leaders come into my classroom. I didn't make them a great leader. They're already a great leader. My class is about cleaning up and rising up. My class is about resuscitating the heart, transforming our thinking, to take whatever we're doing at 70, 80, 85% and bump it up to 85, 90, 95%. And today, you're going to hear from two of those people who've done that. So let's go to phone lines, and let's welcome Ashton to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, Ashton? Hey, doing great, Mr. Black. Uh, good to hear your voice. Uh, glad to be heard, man. Glad to be heard. So uh, uh, tell us, how did you find out about Leadership Awakening? What brought you to my classroom door at Embassy Suites by the Mall of America in Minneapolis on Thursday? Yeah, definitely. So I have, you know, two, you know, great relatives I look up to, Mr. Uh, you know, Mike and Arlene Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are both, you know, leaders in their field. You know, Mike's owned a business. So they're both, you know, great people of God. They both care about family, have yep. a ton of respect for them, uh, really look up to them. And, uh, you know, right around the time I got married back in October, Mike was like, hey, we would like to sponsor you for this course. We think it would make you, you know, a better person. We think it would help develop you, help you with family, you know, work. And, you know, people I looked up to this much suggested the course, I was, I was going to take it. So that's what got me to uh, Minneapolis on uh, on Thursday. Well, that's cool. And and Ashton, you're an impressive guy. I mean, I'll never forget. Um, and uh, um, is it your aunt? Is she your aunt? Is that what it is? Is, is that the relationship yeah. there? And then Mike married in like, yeah. a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, family there. You got an incredible family. But it's it's more than that because you're already a great person. I mean, she Arlene says that you walk on water. I'm paraphrasing, but she thinks you walk on water. You're the bomb. You're incredible. You're giving, you're compassionate, you're good looking, you're, you're, you're serving other people. Uh, she was wondering if you'd get anything out of this class because you're already doing so much well. But that's what's so cool. Tell us a little bit about your background because you've got an impressive background. Tell us a little bit about Ashton. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Luck. Um, after undergrad, I did seven years as an Army officer. Um, got out, uh, 
following your company command, I was working on my MBA. Uh, right around that time, I met my wife, Mara. Uh, we got married in October. Um, things were things were going great, right? I was finishing my school. I had a job lined up, um, you know, at a bank in in Houston. But a month after I got married, found out my mom came down with uh, advanced pancreatic cancer. So my wife and I actually had to move back home to California to care for her while I finished school virtually. So um, that's a bit of my background, and really, this course couldn't have come at a better time uh, in, in that background. And uh, knowing what I know about you, Ashton, I'm going to correct you on something. You didn't have to move back home and take care of your mom. Many people don't do that. You chose to. I just want to make sure you understand there's a big that's difference right. there. Yeah. You chose to because many men and many women in your situation would love to, but they just can't do it based on their life. But you chose to move back home to take care of your mom. That's one of the things that Arlene loves so much about you. It was putting other people before yourself. But in the process, you realized in my class, and you didn't know it before then, that you'd kind of shut off your emotion, that you'd kind of shut off that, and, and not for a bad reason, so that you can handle other people's emotions, so you could be there for everybody else, so you can be the strong man. I mean, is that a fair evaluation? Uh, very fair. Okay. Now, did you know that when you came in? I mean, when you came to my classroom, where did you think you were at? Did you think you needed it? I mean, d- where were you at mentally and emotionally? Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> mentally and emotionally, you really hit the nail on the head on my first exercise where I had to talk about, you know, commitment to the class. You said, hey, Mr. Russo, man, you're way too much in your head and you're not enough in your heart. And, uh, you know, as the course came on, I you really started to, to realize that. You know, mentally, I knew it was kind of a coping coping mechanism. You know, I haven't really been emotional for a couple of months, despite how stressful things have been at the house. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, I've been doing things, you know, mechanically, you know, logically, going through the motions, you know, up until now. Uh, you know, I haven't been connecting with my wife well enough. Um, I've been helping my mom out plenty, but really connecting with her, spending those extra, you know, hours with her, trying to understand how she's, you know, how she's feeling, really just being in touch with her. I felt like a few degrees of separation, and I realized, you know, I've been doing right by either my wife or, or mom as a result, and I really think this this course helped me kind of bridge that gap a lot better. And you and you soldiered on. You actually did the soldier thing, which is not wrong. Please don't hear it's bad or wrong. You did a thing that we do was called survival. You figure, okay, I got to pour myself out. I got to deal with other people's emotions. I got to keep my cool. I got to be when everybody else is losing. I got to be the rock. And with that yeah. concept, that that's a good intent that's a good reason all that is noble the problem is it starts taking a toll on us uh and what happened is so you can cope so you can keep the steady force you change the undulating line and i I love that when i showed you that in in the class not you specifically when i do that i always raise my hand up and down like a heartbeat big heartbeat up and i said what's this and people are looking at me like a heartbeat i go no it's life yeah, technically a heartbeat, but what you're seeing is an EKG printout. It's the rise and the fall, the systolic and the diastolic. And, and a lot of us, for different reasons, we stop dreaming. 
And, you know, the perfect example of that was you. When I, I had asked you a couple of questions early on, uh, I don't remember what it was, but I said, well, so what about kids? You go, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. And, blah, blah, blah. and I, you just look like a guy who has to have kids because you're such an incredible man that we need great men and to, to develop young girls or young boys into great human beings. We need good people like you doing that. And it was funny because in my heart I saw it. And go, nah, I'm not sure, whatever it was and all that. And then we did a process where you future pace some things. And it was so funny because in there, as your heart's opening up, you go, yeah, and I have two kids and all this. And I started cracking up. I didn't want you to see that, but I started laughing because what had happened, you started allowing yourself to be emotional again, to start dreaming again yep. in the process. And in that process, look what God put in your heart and head. Oh, and I got two kids. And that, I, I got to tell you, that warmed my heart to a degree, man. It did. <laughs> Uh, th- thanks, Mr. Luck. I mean, that was, you know, gr- uh, that was a fantastic exercise, you yeah. know, kind of you know, glimpsing into our future and really, you know, using, you know, emotion to kind of create that, that vision for yeah. yourself. I think it was just so critically important because that's, re- it wasn't me thinking like, oh, you know, yeah. kids, all that work with work will, yeah. like, you know, cost a lot of money. It was <laughs> how I felt and what I wanted for yeah. my life. You know I mean? I was just really emotionally, you know, just yeah. liberating. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. When I saw that. Just, I put a smile. I felt like God, like, tapped me on the shoulder. See, I told you, told you, told you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was so cool. Definitely. So, so tell me, uh, you know, two and a half days, you've been through military training, officer in the military for years. You've been through a lot of leadership training. Compare Leadership Awakening. What do you think about all the leadership training you've been through? What? How does Leadership Awakening compare to that? Yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll start with similarities. Uh, similarities, uh, one, the, you know, that, that shock and awe approach, um, yep. you know, definitely needed, you know, to kind of break down, you know, some walls. You know, yeah. kind of take yep. you out of your comfort zone a, a, a little bit, right? Yep. Um, also, you know, trying to make you a best version of yourself. Yep. Uh, differences, though, is really, you know, going into this, like I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this will just kind of be your run-of-the-mill training. I've done a million of these, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, no, I mean, it really was profoundly different in the sense that you really kind of had a again we've been on this topic tapping you know into our emotions determining what we really want not just teaching us to you know be be mechanical to go through the motions to to do everything a certain way it's to really you know deep down to your own experiences, your emotions, your own needs, your own desires. That's not something the military ever truly does, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, they need to be dressed right, dressed with the other yep. person. Your course is developing the best version of yourself, whatever that may be. And oh. uh, just is very, very unique and you know, just very applicable to really, I think, all nine of our lives in, in our class last week. Yeah, and the cool thing is, you know, I've had military people tell me, said, man, I've never been intimidated by anything civilian until I walked in Mr. Black's room. And the reason is, is because, like, when I went to boot camp in the military, I realized they weren't yelling at me. It was a uniform. I realized they were working mm-hmm. to make that soldier who occupied that uniform the best soldier they can be So, because their life depended on it. And so shut off the emotion. How high, sir? Yes, sir. No, sir. How? But in my class, I told you, I break that rule and I say, I want your heart. See, that's the thing. That's the thing that people protect at all costs. They guard their heart. They shut off their heart. They block their heart, which is what you did so that you can get through it. I always say, do you get better gas mileage in the city or on the freeway? 
And we all know it's a freeway because you don't stop and start, stop and start. And that's why when we have emotion, it's hard because we can evolve. It has ups and it has downs. And so, it, you know, that's what I require, that emotional aspect, because that's your power source. Hey, uh, Ashton, we're getting ready to go heartbreak. Could you stay with me uh, over the break? I got one more question for you, and then I'll get you off phone. But please stay with me. We're back in three minutes. Okay, yeah, definitely. Ashton? Awesome. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're bringing hope, and we're talking about remember. Do not fear. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And we today are talking to recent graduates of Leadership Awakening. And with us right now is Ashton. Again, Ashton, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, Mr. Black. It's a pleasure to be on and, you know, share the virtues of this course. Amen. It really is life-changing. No, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. And uh, so here's the $64 million question. What is different in Ashton's life after 48 hours in the world of Mr. Black. What do, what do you think is the biggest benefit, the biggest takeaway? What have you noticed this week? Getting in touch uh, a lot more with how my wife and mom are feeling. You know, it's it's a lot going on, you know, all under with all of us living here. But really, you know, before I would discount people's emotions, I would, you know, just kind of ignore them or not or think, why aren't they doing things the way I think they should be done? But really just trying to understand the why, having those deeper talks with, you know, with with mom, you know, my, my wife. And I think that's really created, you know, a, a more peaceful and, and understanding environment after only, uh, you know, two days of being back. Yeah. Now, and what you're doing is it's very clear. You know, we talk about perceptual positions in NLP. There's first position, which you see things from your eyes. There's second position where you see things from the other person's eyes. And then there's third position where you see the whole thing like you're watching a video. And what you did when you were, whether you realize or not, when you went into the class, 
you were operating primarily through first position and third position. So you were more wanting to do, because you're a good man, you got a good heart, wanting to do the right thing, so thinking about how what that looks like to you. And then you would see every once in a while what it looked like to everybody else, because again, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. But what's lacking was your ability to get into someone else's perspective. And so what I helped you do is get, grab some empathy to, to get out of first position yep. and step in the second position. So you stepped in your wife's shoes and you actually for the first time felt what she needed. You stepped into your mom's shoes and you felt what she needed. Uh, have you seen their response? Have they been responding to what you're doing differently? Have you noticed a difference from them? Yeah, I've noticed, uh, you know, my wife, you know, has appreciated, you know, the outreach, you know, we even, you know, kind of sat around, you know, last night talking over, hey, how can we be communicating better, interacting better? I think like me showing, you know, more of a dedication to her, because, you know, honestly, you know, Mr. Black, I've not appreciated my wife enough for all that she's done. Up until now. Up until now. Yeah, up until now. That That is exactly right so really just going over you know how we can be better in touch with you know each other's emotions we actually you know sat down kind of going over some of the tenets of of this class last night i mean i really think this is going to be a very positive step in really just reconnecting and rejuvenating you know the love my wife and i have for each other you know specifically amen and you got a new marriage and boy we we damaged it before we even get going and not because we're mean because we wrapped up in our own life and you got a lot pulling on you oh my gosh you're being pulled in so many different directions uh, and uh, I'll tell you, God has his hand on you because you're a good man. You got a good heart. Uh, you were good before you ever met Scott Black and ever came into my training. This is about going from good to great, to be the man that God wants you to be, the man that your wife needs you to be, the wife, the, the man that your mom deserves because she took yep. care of you. She loves you. I know your love for your mom. So that's what's cool. And that's what you're feeling good from because you're now stepping into those, those roles. So, hey, brother, I appreciate you so much. And uh, you've done a lot for me, too. I, re- I look up to you. I respect you. You're a good man. You served our country. You love your family. I mean, you're the type of man I want to be. And for you to go through that training uh, and for it to have the impact and for you to trust Mike and Arlene and at some point you had to trust me I just want you to know it meant the world to me and it, it uh, we're walking together as, as long as God has been on this planet I'm going to be here for you okay my friend thank you Mr. Black and, and likewise well I appreciate that God bless you my friend give my best to your wife and your mother and hopefully uh, we get your wife in class soon because you think you're appreciative now wait till she comes back from class you won't be able to thank me enough <laughs> alright brother God bless you give my best to your family okay God bless God thank you alright buddy bye bye alright let's uh, stay on the phone lines let's go to phone line number two and let's welcome Miguel Miguel my amigo how hey. you doing my friend <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Uh, dude, you know, uh, we can talk off the radio, but boy, the devil's been smacking me around the last couple of days. Uh, <laughs> we must have done some good work in class because he's a little ticked off, you know? He's like, yeah. uh, and we'll talk about that later. But man, how you feeling, man? Is it, is it a great day to be alive in Miguel's world? Oh, yeah, man. I have, uh, I, the enthusiasm is back. I'm feeling the passion again. I'm just... I'm walking different right now, and I I just can't be thankful enough. And that's so cool, you know. I, I I'm a I love leadership training. Go to every type of training I can, and sometimes in my process, I mock my process to you guys, right? Because you don't know what's going on. I'm like, how many classes have you been to where they teach you how to stand the first night? How many classes have you been to yeah. where they teach you how to breathe? Like, dude, I'm 30 years old. I know how to stand, dude. I've been breathing since they cut that umbilical cord. I know 
how to breathe. And I always want to say, but you're not doing it right, man. <laughs> you're not doing it right. So uh, I love that as we look back and look at the class because it's a battle, right? I mean, we're battling in the classroom, but early on, because we're hurt and we're broken, some people, and you saw it, think that they're battling me. They look at me, they project all their pain, all their hurt on me because of the way I'm doing what I'm doing. But I'm not the one that people are doing battle with in that class. What they realize is they're doing battle with themselves, with their lies from the past, with the hurt, with the pain, with some of those limiting belief systems that we held on to. Uh, and man, Miguel, you're you work for a great company. Uh, what's the company you work for? Uh, it's uh, Infinity Solar USA. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, you're, you're the CEO is sending all the people through, and you're the uh, sales manager, and uh, you go to training, right? You go to all Maxwell and all kinds of training and all that. We'll talk about that. But would you? is it fair to say that what you went through in my class is different than what you've been through in other classes? A thousand percent. There's nothing that compares. Yeah. And again, I, I always tell people, I'm not having you guys on to promote my class, so you got to buy my class. I'm having you guys on so you can tell people, hey, this is the real deal. Uh, I don't care what you yep. believe. I don't care how skeptical you are. I don't care how much doubt you have. I get that in the world we live in today, in the America we live in today. But what black is selling is truth. And you know that, right? A hundred percent, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, uh, when you went into class, Miguel, went Thursday night, did you think you needed to be there? Would you rather been somewhere else? I mean, what was your mindset, you know, Thursday night when you came to my class at 620? My mindset was like, you know, I, I'm all, I, I always want to grow. Mm. Um, so like, you know, I want to take opportunities to learn more and expand myself, but I have to say, I didn't realize, I guess it's old, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And yep. I just didn't know yep. how bad I needed class you know and that's so that's, i appreciate that honesty of that because i deal with that all the time i get people so skeptical oh I, i'm doing pretty good oh yeah i'm this i'm that oh yeah i'm doing you know and and yeah you're probably doing better than a lot of people but that's your first mistake why are you comparing yourself to other people right you're not other people god's blessed you differently god's given you different gifts different talents different talents you've been through different pain different trauma you made different choices that have consequences so to treat you like somebody else is 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 not normal because you're a totally different human being and you know when i deal with sales teams and we got this a little bit with your guys' sales team uh, when class comes up there's always something more important no i got this big push i got this and we got this thing and all that and sometimes it's it's twisting people's arms to get them to stay in class and because there's so much going on and you guys kind of had a little bit of that that hey can i reschedule this and we're like and this is where great god was working with you because my wife said well not really we got this and that you go okay i just want to make sure and you you went uh and i would say based on what i know about you it was one of the best decisions you've made maybe not ever but in a long time huh <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, what do you think? What 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 was the biggest realization? What was the biggest takeaway from that 48 hours you feel you got from that class? I mean, from the me for me it was I mean, I, there was so much I was taken away right after like once we got on the other side of that class and it really really hit me Sunday morning when I woke up and my daughter came in the room. And uh I just felt like I was hearing her for the first time. Oh wow! In a long time, <laughs> talking with my wife, I just—I didn't realize how much I was in my head. 
and just not seeing people around me. Mm. And uh, I just, there's just nothing that I'm, I'm just so grateful that I could experience what I experienced so I could get out of my own way and love on the people that love on me. And I, I just, Man. Yeah. And Miguel, people look on you on the outside and they go, wow, I want to be Miguel. I mean, you live in a nice home. Uh, you got a beautiful wife. You got a be- healthy, beautiful young daughter. I mean, you're making good money with a good company. You can sell anything. I mean, you're a salesman. You can sell anything, to, right? You're good. So, uh, you know, you basically came in and living the dream. And matter of fact, I have you fill out these four questions at the very end of training. It says, Briefly share what your biggest block in life or business was before attending. And you said, my biggest block in my life was living in my comfort zone. I had no fire, no passion, no purpose. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking back, I just, I was just going through the motions. I was just an autopilot. I, I was putting on a good show. I was a good actor. I, I you know, I, I knew how to play my role. And, you know, whether it was being a sales manager or being a dad or being a a husband in the sense of just a really generic way of doing it. And I just, I, I'd lost my passion. I mean, I've been praying to find that passion again. I don't know when I lost it. I don't know how I lost it. I don't know a hundred percent of what happened and what went down. I just know that just wasn't there, but I, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I just felt lost. Mm. And so I, I just felt unequipped. Yeah. I didn't, I really smacked, smacked me in the face until, <laughs> until I met you. Yeah. And boy, the, the passion for your wife and realizing, Oh my gosh. And she's been giving you a little hints, maybe not even hints, but saying some things oh. and your daughter. Oh, and yeah. we're getting ready to go to heartbreak. Miguel, stay with me. If you can stay on we'll, three minutes commercials, we got to pay the bills. Uh, but stay with me. So I'm black. You don't want to miss the last segment. So we'll be back with Miguel. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And yes, we do have another class coming up, not in uh, Minnesota, although we will be back in, I think, July. But our next class is May 4th through 6th in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, After that, we have a uh, June 2nd through 4th class uh, in Las Vegas. And we'll come back here in Minneapolis in July. Uh, Go to likeitmatters.net. 
that. Then you can check out the schedule. And we do have a leadership adventure class coming April 20th. That's the second half of the class. Uh, the process, it finishes what you start in Leadership Awakening. Um, I don't actually like to teach Leadership Awakening. People don't know that. But I'm telling you now. But I love Leadership Adventure. It's my favorite class. It's a fun class. It's outdoor. You trust each other with your life. It's not done the same way Leadership Awakening. And it goes three levels beyond. So go to likeitmatters.net. You can read all about uh, ways we can help you transform your life. So we're on the phone line with Miguel. Miguel, again, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you. You know, we were talking about uh, your biggest block was living in your comfort zone. See, a lot of people don't get this. A lot of people, their goal is to be comfortable. And be careful what you ask for, right, Miguel? <laughs> you might just get it, right? And life's not meant to be comfortable. There are moments that we want comfort, but I always tell people the comfort zone is where things go to die. Our our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our passion for our kids dies in our comfort zone. Our relationship with God uh, dies in our comfort zone. And so you were doing pretty good, kind of coasting, giving 70, 80% and impressing people uh, in the comfort zone. And you're no longer in that comfort zone. Explain that to me yeah i mean uh well <laughs> i definitely wasn't comfortable the 48 hours that i was with you yeah. um since then i've 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 been able to really like replay that and tap back into that and i'm waking up and you know it, it, I, I i'm just kind of reliving those sensations again and then it's helping me remember you know what i'm doing and it's like i'm able to tap back into that yep and so you know, i've i've made this commitment now that you know you know what's crazy about the comfort zone to me is like i didn't actually think i was in my comfort zone Isn't that amazing was, yeah because <laughs> you were sorry utilizing yeah. the stress from yep. work as if, as if stress from work or oh i'm gonna start going to the gym and challenge myself and like i was really convincing myself that hey i'm not living in my comfort zone yep and man that was the biggest lie yep uh that that I had going on. Remember, the, the devil is the father of all lies, and we're not willfully following the devil. You know, I say when I tune into what's going on in my head, I ask myself, is that me, is that God, or is that the devil? Because only one of the three has any value, but in my head, they all sound like me, and your head, they all sound like you. And God's goal is to help us become all that he planned us to be, right? I mean, that's what Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope and a future. For we are his work created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I told you, uh, Miguel, I said, those are bookends. Jeremiah 20 and 11 is the bookend with Ephesians 2.10. And that's what I just shared with you. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared. That's you. And outside of that zone called comfort, that's where you find your fear, false evidence appearing real. I always tell people, I can give you fear's address. It's right outside your comfort zone. This is why people stay in their comfort zone, because they're afraid. False evidence appearing real. And the two greatest commandments in the Bible, and this is the name of your the show we're calling it today, remember, do not fear. Because might I suggest that the biggest thing you got this weekend was that right there. Remember, do not fear. You just said you had to remember. And I love words. You know me. You know me, Miguel. I love words. I'm an etymologist. No, I don't eat bugs. I'm not an entomologist. I'm an etymologist. I love words. And you understand the, the power of words. 
and we're, we're living in these comfort zones. We're numb and dead, and we, we got to push outside that zone called fear. And uh, and here's the problem. People don't think they can function in fear. They think it shuts them down. They run like cowards. But God tells us the two greatest commandments in the Bible are remember. The entire book of Deuteronomy is all about remembering. It's called the second law. Deuteronomy 8 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. If you get a chance, read the chapter Deuteronomy 8. You'll see what I'm talking about. But God is constantly remembering us. And I always use uh, Mr. Potato Head as an example. I say, you know, when we put the arms and legs back on Mr. Potato Head, we're remembering him. And people are looking at me strange. I, and then I go this. I said, okay, if you remove someone's arms and legs, what do you do to them? You dismember them. Okay, so when you put someone's arms and legs back on them, what would that be called? <laughs> you remember them. And that's what the word means, to put things back together. See, we only experience life one time, but then we codify it. We put it back together. And this is what I tell people. It really doesn't matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how do we put it back together? How do we remember it? How do we frame it? I have a lot of trauma in my childhood. And for 30 years, it caused me a lot of pain, a lot of other people a lot of pain. But now I remember it differently. I reframed it. And so now my childhood is a point of, it, it moves me now, it stirs me up because if it wasn't for my childhood, I wouldn't be helping people like I am today. And so what you did is you got a chance to remember what's important to you. You got a chance to remember who you are. You got a chance to remember, hey, God's never left you. Why have you forgotten about him? You got a chance to remember how important your wife is. You got a chance to remember how special your daughter is. And then you had to deal with our number one nemesis, which is fear. False evidence appearing real. There are 1,400 known ailments associated with fear by itself. God tells us almost 400 times, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. I wonder why our manufacturer felt the need to tell us one time every day, do not fear. And so my suggest that the two great things that you got from this training is you remembered a lot of important things and you realize that fear get behind me. Is that is that fair? Oh, yeah. Absolutely fair. What have you noticed this week about you? How have you been showing up at work, at home? Tell me some things you've noticed about yourself. Man, I mean, work. Wow. Just getting in there and just having a smile on my face. And and, and it's crazy because the environment I left, the same environment I came back to, but I, I don't feel it. It's Isn't that not, amazing? It's not great for me. And, you know, showing up at home and just being excited to be home and, and put my phone down for God's sake. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. Isn't it amazing? Just, yep. Yeah. Like, you know, the biggest thing too, like just yesterday is like, I told myself, it's like, oh man, I got so much I got to do at work. I got so much I got to do at work, you know? So I'm coming home thinking, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to spend a little bit of time with my daughter and my wife. And then I, it just hit me and it's like, you know what? Just, it's okay. You pick it up tomorrow. No one's gonna die. No, you know the whole building fall apart. You can work your ass tomorrow when you get in get into work, but you don't need to. You don't need to not spend time with your daughter and your wife before she goes to bed. Amen. And they responded, huh? How's your wife responding to what you're doing differently? Have you noticed? Has she said anything? Is she responding differently to you? Oh yeah, I mean she's. I, I her and I are just looking each other in the eyes more. Mm. You know. You know, we're both crying together. We're both 
have an intimacy. Um, and, you know, I, like, I want you to go to this. I, and she loves, you know, going in the same direction with me. She wants to do this. And so we got signed up for May, wow. this upcoming class, I guess, or uh, Texas, sorry. And, uh, you know, I'm just fired up, man. And I, I, I want her and I to be fired up. I want her and I to, you know, live this life and raise our daughter together and, and potentially another kid, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know that we want and uh, yeah well let me ask you something and then I'll get you off the phone you know your life was going pretty well you got a good company you got a good family and all that and then your world intersected with the world of Mr. Black so what's different uh, about that world are you excited about it are you walking with God I mean you sound like you had a brand new beginning and, he, and you hit it right on the nose nothing else has changed outside of you outside of you what's changed is inside of you and that's made all the difference in the world correct oh yeah yeah, I mean, uh, you reminded me of God and made me remember God. I, uh, you know, it, it took me until I was 27 years old to to find God for the first time in my life because you know, growing up with a, a alcoholic, abusive father, and then eventually getting into heroin. I mean, I was addicted to heroin and, and opiates for probably six, seven years of my life. And you know, I left my home when I was 14 years old, and God was not. God was there, but you know, I wasn't hearing him. I wasn't seeing him. I wasn't feeling him. And, uh, yeah, so I finally found God. And then since I had found God, you know, that's when I eventually got introduced to my amazing wife. And then we had a daughter. And then, you know, now I'm here. But, yeah, it's been... God is, God is good. Amen. Amen. And he's never left you. He never leaves us. We go on our own way, but he'll always be there for us. And uh, I'm walk with you. I send you daily scripture from wayofwarrior.blog. We've talked together. We're walking together. And now we're going to end this show together. So I, I appreciate you, my friend. And we'll talk off the radio later today, okay? Yes, sir. All right, buddy. God bless you, brother. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.